Yo, did I see you at Dallas at the card show? It was awesome. It was fun. Let's do a little recap. Let's talk about the state of the card show market and uh, where we're at in the hobby as we enter into November. What's up? It's Jamil from the Mealy Pop Shop here in Gainesville, Florida. Um, you guys know me as Mealy Stocks, or the podcast that we put out um, occasionally throughout the weeks. We try and do it once or twice a month uh, here on the Slab Stocks Network. As you guys know, Aaron, Nate, the crew, Sam, all those guys, uh, good folks, doing some really cool things with uh, with just cards, right? The hobby, data, metrics, uh, discussion, breaks. They do a lot of things, which is really cool. Uh, so I, I own a shop here in Gainesville, Florida, and we just got back from Dallas. You may hear it in my voice today. <laughs> I might be a little bit hoarse. <coughs> we just got back actually late last night, flew into Gainesville. So we're getting things situated here in the store to get going here on Tuesday. And hopefully this episode will come out on Wednesday or sometime uh, soon for you all. But I wanted to just talk a little bit about how Dallas went um, from a dealer perspective um, what I'm noticing, uh, maybe to give you guys a little bit of a, uh, a bird's eye view, or at the Dallas Card Show they have this drone that flies over, so a drone's eye view of what it was like, uh, what I noticed, maybe some pickups and things that we did, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. So for those of you who don't know, the reason why it's important to talk about the Dallas Card Show is I think it's the um, biggest card show that is regularly going on in the nation. I think that's a fair assessment in terms of uh, popularity in terms of marketplace and in terms of, of value there's a lot of dealers that are out there that aren't just selling um, you know what they have left over in their garage from the 90s so I'm, I'm I, I, I had a great time I went my with myself my I'm sorry, myself I went with myself that's that's a good statement I went with my wife uh, who's you know pretty much the the right hand left hand and all the things here in the short shop she does so much Meredith uh, my, 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 my father was there. Uh, you might know him as Mo Trini. And then also um, we had planned to take Money Bison with us, but he had an unfortunate accident, hurt his ankle the day of and couldn't really walk. So we, uh, we set up with another guy. Many of you know uh, Skyler to the moon. He was around and I said, hey, if you got some space, you want to come on out? And uh, another good friend of mine, uh, Jordan, J uh, he's starting out of the Rip Valley, uh, his car shopping uh, coming out very soon. But uh, Jordan Taylor, JTUSA on Instagram for JTUSA four. So uh, we had good, we had a good setup. Uh, we had our big banner sign, as we saw many of you guys saw at the national. Uh, we had a cube, which is kind of the first time we've had like a legitimate cube where it was just mealy pops, and uh, that was helpful. It was helpful from the theft perspective, helpful from the um, presence perspective. Uh, the show was as busy as normal. They had a hundred tables in a secondary room, like they've done before. Uh, they were all sold out. Uh, there was no, and I mean no space uh, for anybody. I think I think they actually made the aisles and the pathways even smaller this <laughs> this time. Uh, so it seemed like it was even more uh, congested in terms of spacing. <laughs> that may not be true. I'm just what I what I what I what I thought what I thought I saw. Um, and uh, it was just really uh, you know what what we expected now. January, March this year, when I know that we've had the Dallas Card Show, um, I've watched it and, I, and I've kind of paid attention. Those were some really chaotic, hectic times. And I think that was pretty much right when the market had finished kind of peaking. Then we got into 
to you know March into the into the late spring, seeing the market to dip a little bit, right? A correction, if you would say. Uh, June show I didn't go to because it was too close to the. I'm sorry, the July show I did go to. That was two weeks before the national. Uh, very slow, um, but again, it had you know there were great you know content there. The national happened. I did not go to the August show, so this is my my last Dallas show of the year. And that was cool. It was on Halloween we, Halloween weekend, so I think in a lot of ways that can be kind of tricky for people. Uh, Sunday, what I did notice at the show is many people had to get back and catch flights. But speaking of flights and travel, uh, there is some storm and wind that has come through. I think you know the the, the south, the southeast. I know in Florida we've had it. Uh, the Midwest and just really everywhere and kind of getting into fall has really caused some issues with flights So there's a lot of people who couldn't make the show a lot of people whose flights were canceled a lot of people who um, Unfortunately had to, to make alternative plans drove yada yada you guys know the spiel um, So what I noticed and let me give you kind of a market pulse and I'll go through kind of the major sports um, and maybe this can kind of give you all uh, a gauge of what's hot what's not and uh, things that you know, maybe you want to you know look into, um, you know, from basketball. Uh, it was very interesting, kind of being around because I do a lot of basketball cards, right? LeBron's still big, Jordan always big, Kobe always big, vintage basketball that '61 Fleer you see always big. Um, but what I am noticing is that not as many people um, uh, were asking or seeking out people like Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, uh, Trey Young. Um, some of these young rookies, Michael Porter Jr., uh, Jr., I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, shout out to Chris Costa Cards, the Baston guy. Um, basketball to me is, is really kind of a very, very interesting study right now because I look at brands like Prism, right? And 2021 Prism Basketball uh, being, I think, fairly low comparatively so to 20 or 1920 basketball and definitely 1819. Whereas 2021, we have a lot of hype going into this year. Uh, Anthony Ant-Man is playing pretty well. Anthony Edwards, LaMelo has a ton of hype, playing pretty well. Hornets playing pretty well, right? Whereas you have Zion now, news coming out, going to be back in two or three more weeks. Uh, his, his card's going to dip any more. What's his future? John Morant looking really well, but that 1920 class, not a lot going on there. And then stepping back into 1819, uh, Trey and Luca leading that. Um, Trey, I'm not sure what's going on. It just seems like people are not as interested and then with Luca, um, people definitely are. And I think it's just because people are realizing, and I hear this conversation a lot, his cards are tricky um, because what's his future? I mean, he could win some MVPs. He could win some scoring titles. But where is he going, right? That team just looks really bad. Um, uh, so from the basketball side, it was very interesting. Football was definitely very interesting because of Mahomes uh, and how Mahomes was viewed. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, looking to move Mahomes cards. And I think it might be too early. I think you're, you're going to be losing money if you just kind of liquidate Mahomes. Um, but again, he didn't play, the team didn't play that great on, uh, on Monday Night Football. And then Sunday, uh, Brady didn't look so great. I mean, you can't, you can't like base it off of one game, but it's so funny, you know, I, I was, you know, you know, talking with people about cards and some people were, were more apt to try and move it Monday or Sunday evening after the show when I was texting some people. So, you know, we're at a very reactive base market uh, when it comes to singles. Um, wax, <coughs> uh, we sold a lot of wax. We didn't sell as much wax as we normally sell, but we did sell a lot of wax. Uh, we had a lot of um, uh, people buying a, a baseball Bowman. You know, you wonder if, if, if the Bowman heads are starting to worry about fanatics and maybe what happened with tops. We sold a lot of, um, you know, soccer, um, chronicles, things of that nature, um, things that people wanted. 
Hockey, not so great. Marvel had a lot of demand for people asking about it. Uh, we did sell some Marvel cards at the show, Pokemon as well. Uh, we had an issue with, with transport, like I was mentioning earlier, with, with Money Bison and his ankle. So we weren't able to bring in some wax. But um, from, the, from, the, from the grand scheme of things, you know, typical wax, the prisms, the NTs, the selects, the big name stuff people are wanting and people are buying. When it comes uh, to baseball, Braves, a lot, of, a lot of the Braves players were hot. You know, Albies and Freeman, things like that, you know, kind of the uh, quintessential Braves names that uh, are, are, you hear and are involved with the World Series. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, Astros, man, I mean, I didn't really have anybody or see much Jordan or, or, or um, you know, Altuve or Breggs or things like that out there. But, I, you know, I think, you know, you look at the three major sports, a lot of excitement still, a lot of people prospecting, and football is definitely an interesting one. Uh, people looking at Kyler, people looking at Brady, Matt Stafford in the NFC, and AFC, Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Burrow, um, Mahomes, of course, uh, Josh Allen, who how can I get to forget? Everybody wanting Josh Allen. So uh, kind of a unique time to look at what people are wanting quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is another one to throw in that mix and how, how they invest in cards. Sad to hear about Derrick Henry because I know that was actually a running back that people were excited about. I was excited to uh, to see people excited about it, which was cool. You know what I mean? Um so, you know, that, that, that was kind of the pulse there. Uh, when it came to soccer, people excited about soccer, people buying soccer, which is, which is a lot of fun, right? Seeing people, you know, wanting soccer cards, wanting to uh, uh, get excited for the World Cup. I did sell a lot of soccer cards. I sold a big Serena Williams card. Um, a shout out to a guy named Ray, who I sold that to, real nice guy from, from uh, the West, West Coast. Uh, you know, seeing some high-end Serena, high-end, you know, alt, I call alt sports cards being moved, which is always great. I picked up some really nice Mia Ham cards. Uh, near the end of the show. Um, so, you know, I, I think the hobby is in a great place. And I think that, and when I say a great place, I think there's a lot of room still as we move. And Dallas was just a great example of that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and talk about layouts and vendors and what to do to show. I have plenty of videos where we've done that. But what I do notice is that um, most vendors, um, and this is not something that I always saw in the past, but most vendors are starting to adopt a customer service model. And I'm starting to see it better, not, not saying it's perfect, but better that people care about the customers. Um, I think you guys know what I stand for and Mealy Pops and the brand. Uh, we've always been about that. We've always tried to be, always tried to be above reproach uh, in the side of you know, integrity, in the side of on how we sell stuff. Um, but I'm noticing it with, with other dealers too, really caring about not just their social media posts or not just their content, but but caring about the customer, talking to people, listening to people. Maybe it's just the good people of Dallas and in Texas. Uh, you know, people really care and uh, want to see people get their collections, want to see people make money. Um, you know, I always meet people at the at these shows who come up and say, you know, they watch this, they've learned this, and and I think that we're just in a really you know healthy place, and and I'm excited for that. Now, wax prices, yeah, they're at all time high, and yeah, there's some cards that are so expensive, but even in saying that. Right? If you've been a hobbyist, if you've been somebody, you may have brought along some of that, you know, and you've gained so much uh, because you've held on to your collections. And to see where this stuff is now, it's only a good sign. Uh, I, I, I did notice um, at the show, uh, more than ever, uh, very hard to sell any card really above $500 to $1,000 or higher, uh, just outright selling unless it was to a dealer. Most people, I would say 80 to 90% of customers now are trying to trade into something. I had it happen to me a few times, right? Here's that card, Jamil, that really nice card, that, that Stephen Curry rookie card, 
that Josh Allen rookie card that I really want that's a PSA 10 or on-card RPA or whatever. Then they pull out their tiny case and handpick two cards and say, I'll give you this and this and th for that. And it's just like, man, I don't think people get it, right? When a dealer or somebody is setting up at these shows, you're putting your best foot forward. So when people come up and they want to trade into something and they want to give you stuff that you don't want, I'm not valuing it. I actually don't want it because I know it's not really valuable. <laughs> um, can't tell you how many times people you know, try and offer me an illusions PSA 10 as credit towards something. I appreciate it. I know you want to get rid of it, but you don't want to get rid of it way below comps because you want comps for it. So go try and sell it. Do the work. Sell it on eBay. I think that's a world we're getting into with a lot of laziness. Uh, people are just trying to get the quick cash, and they're but they're also trying to get the most for it in an unreasonable manner. Obviously, you want to get the most for what you have, but in an unreasonable way. I think I'm noticing that more on that side of the table. Uh, it is a little tricky. Um, you know, I think that's something that you know younger people and people who are new to the hobby will just have to learn is that you can't just you know move into higher end cards without taking a little bit of, of a sacrifice, a little bit of a hit. Um, and when you have bulk or a quantity of stuff and you're looking at maybe moving into one or two things, unless that is very, very one-sided for the, the dealer or whoever you're dealing with, it doesn't make sense, right? The amount of work to try and sell that, especially when it's equal or close to equal value. So I'm just I'm saying those things because those are some trends I noticed, especially the trend uh, you know when trying to trade or, or work with somebody you know has a setup. Um, I'm always willing to work with somebody as long as it's fair and as long as it makes sense for the shop. It doesn't make sense for the shop to backtrack or go sideways on something you know a lot of the times. And just a last quick point <coughs> before we end this episode about Dallas, I think this is a good kind of rule of thumb across the board. A lot of the time it's very hard to trade cross sports and what I mean by that is when you want to get into a nice basketball card and you're pushing a baseball card or you want to get a nice football card and you're pushing a basketball card it makes things a little trickier you know from the mind of a dealer uh, because I think that there's really the hierarchies in those sports and how they work so just some food for thought something to think about I'd love to hear what you guys think about in the comment section but Dallas you know on a scale of uh, you know on a scale of, of one to five steaks I guess that's Dallas I had a nice steak in Dallas Shout out to all the nice restaurants there. I would say this show was probably a three and a half to a four out of five. Um, I think that we were seeing five out of five kind of shows at the beginning of the year, um, but I, I still think it wasn't a bad show. Um, uh, just a little plug for ours. I usually do it at the beginning. If you are going to be in Tampa in December, we will be hosting our Collectors Con event um, in Tampa at the Convention Center uh, near uh, the end of this year, December 10th through 12th. We'll have more information on it. And I'm excited for that event because we had such a uh, just outstanding um, presence, experience, attendance at the first one we did on Labor Day weekend. So uh, anyway, I will backtrack on that. Dallas was great. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you, Texas. Thank you, The Hobby. Thank you to everybody who may have come out and said hello to us from Mealy Pops. Our team is very thankful. If you traded with us or sold us something or bought something from us, we're very thankful. Uh, <clears throat> the Hobby's in a healthy place, folks, and I don't care what anybody else says. It definitely is. And uh, go out there, have some fun. Uh, this weekend until we get to the next mealy stocks i appreciate you and uh tune in to all the slap stocks content that's provided throughout the week